Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a grand final preview uh, of 2023 NRL grand final with Troy Warner from the Paracade podcast. You're here with the Duckman as well. It's going live on Duckman TV on uh, Facebook and YouTube too. So it'll be straight out there later on. And uh, Troy and myself are going to be reviewing everything to do with the grand final. Some interesting stats on bits and pieces of stuff and, uh, and just have a good old chat. Troy, how are you going this morning? Going good, mate. It's grand final day. It's, uh, yeah, for rugby league fans, the best day of the, the year for the team, for the fans that are in the grand final, the best day of the year. Uh, yep. Only wishing Parramatta were there like last year, but uh, <laughs> yep. never, wasn't to be. But uh, look, I'll still be watching the game and yeah, it's grand final day. So yeah, can't yep. wait. So hearing a lot of people say at the moment uh, in tight in rugby league, the back end of it, they reckon this is going to probably be the best grand final in years. So Brett Kamali said it this morning on Sunrise as well. So do you think they're talking about that because of the fact they think the two most competitive sides on display at the moment? And surely the one they're comparing it to, so they think it'll go down with the great grand finals of all time. There's two or three they refer to, the, the Penrith one in um, 2003, uh, and then the next one up the chain is the Broncos versus the Cowboys in 2015 when the Cowboys won it in extra time, and they still rate Balmain and Canberra in 89 as the best grand final. Do you, do you think that's what they're going back and comparing it to them three? Uh, yeah, look, I think it's going to be a close game, obviously, uh, with the team's finishing first and second on the ladder. So they've both got each other's measure, I think. They've both won one game against each other this year out of their two meetings so far. So, look, in terms of greatest grand finals, well, uh, yeah, look, 89 obviously ranks right up there and still does, um, even, you know, nearly 30 years later. Well, yeah, 30 years later. And... Um, that was a great game. It had so much. Every, it had everything. It had Mal Meninga's ankle tap on Mick Neal. It had um, the penalty for the play of the ball. It had um, the uh, yeah, blocker penalty. got blocker and Ciro got subbed off and yeah, they weren't too happy about that. And um, yeah, um, it was a Benny Elias field goal. There we go. Yeah. That hit, hit the crossbar. So there's plenty in that game. The 2000 and I, I actually prefer the 2015 grand final with the Cowboys and the Broncos. Um, that was for me, that was, I guess, obviously being a little bit older, um, and watching the game for a bit longer. Um, it probably ranks as my favorite grand final, uh, just the sheer excitement of it. Um, just that last, last minute try to Kyle Felt in the corner and then that goal kick attempt from JT from the sideline, which hit the uh, hit the side post and um, and then the Ben Hunt drop ball. Off and, the kickoff, yeah. Yeah, off the kickoff and then the field goal from JT. So that one probably ranks as a great grand final for myself. Um, look, there's others as well. I mean, there was the Cronulla-Melbourne grand final a year later. Um, yep. That and that had a bit of um, that. That was a bit of a bit of a classic. I think uh, no one knew who was going to win that one until Andrew Fafita crushed uh, crushed over, um, and then they won their first premiership. Um, yeah, so there's been a few in recent times, um, but yeah, this one is certainly shaping up as a as a great game for sure. Yeah. I think any grand final where a team's won their first, it's, it's going to go down. They'll say it's an iconic grand final. So uh, you'd give that one the Canberra 89. So it's Cam- so you just look at the Canberra side. They had Steve Jackson, Laurie Daly, Ricky Stewart, Bradley Clyde, yeah. Gary Belcher. Like, had nearly so who's who? Isn't it Mal Meninga? Yeah, Gary um, Coins, Sam Backer, Peter Jackson. Yeah. Stacks, stacks of like players, like uh, West Tigers got told, oh, you can have some of these guys at the moment. Surely you'd be jumping on that bandwagon, going, <laughs> sign them up. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
look, they were the champion team of the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, they made the grand final in 87, so a little bit of a stepping stone for them there. They lost to Manly, and uh, then they they had to do a tough in 89 too. I think they had to come from like fourth or fifth spot to um, make the grand final. So they had to pretty much win every game in that, yeah. in that year. And um, yeah, their star started side and then they went on to win against Penrith in 1990 and then lost to Penrith. So those three years, they could have had a three-peat in those three years. Um, yeah. And then after, after that, Brisbane came along and they could have had a three-peat as well. But uh, winning in 92-93 and going for that in 94. So, look, it is it is a hard thing to do in uh, in rugby league to get a three-peat. Uh, it's probably even a little bit harder now in a salary cap era uh, where there's so much restriction in terms of who you can sign and uh, the players that you, ha- that, that you can sign, the money that you can spend. So, uh, look, it's hard to do. Yeah, oh, it is hundred percent hard to do. So that's why grand finals—they're hard, they're hard to get. Uh, looking at this Brisbane side, because I know what Pembroke's got at the moment. It's hard to say where where it's going to end for Pembroke, like because uh, they're treading on new territory. But this Broncos side, when you look at them, when they've had good sides that have been in the Bronc uh, in the grand finals, the Broncos have tend to use that side and go on a bit of a run over a period of about five years where they've been right up the top of the comp. So I'd be thinking, given that sort of history on what's happened with Brisbane and how they build their teams, that I think they're on a bit of a dynasty run here too, where they're probably going to have sides now that are going to be pushing for the grand final for the next probably three or four years moving forward as well. Yeah, look, it's that's certainly an interesting one. I mean, Reese Walsh is pretty young. Um, Pat Carrigan's pretty young. Payne Haas is pretty young. The yeah, only Flegler, question, yeah, Flegler as well, although he's leaving to go to the Dolphins next year. Um, the only question mark there is probably Adam Reynolds, who's probably coming towards the end of his career. Um, yeah. He's probably looking at maybe another one or two years uh, in the team. So. Certainly, if they can, uh, they certainly might be around for the next two, three years. Um, I don't know how much longer after that. Uh, I guess it sort of depends if they can find a, another Adam Reynolds or another quality halfback because, as I said, I think he's probably maybe one or two years left in his career um, and he is a major linchpin in the in this Brisbane side. Yep. Now, we talked a lot throughout the year, so um, I probably raised it for some <laughs> other people raising about Jerome Lewis chatting around. So the balls I had thrown up in the air, so it was from some media guys in Sydney, actually tell me on the side, they think he's a serious chance of, like, keep bringing up the Roosters. They still think he's a serious chance okay. of dropping in with the Roosters because he's with the Panthers from next year, as far as I know. So his opportunity is going to come up 2025. Is, is that a viable thing? Or is he going to be uh, looking at like a West Tigers St. George, Illawarra, Canterbury sort of deal? Uh, I guess it just all depends on Jerome and what he wants to do moving forward. I mean, if Penrith win on well, today, then he's won three premierships in a row. He's played in four grand finals. Um, yeah, he's What's played... What's your motivation? Yeah. Yeah, he, he's played... I mean, obviously, players want to win premierships. That's that's what they want to do. Um, a lot of people do say they want to earn a lot of money as well, but uh, players want to work, win premierships. And look, he's done that. And you know, maybe he wants to stay part of this Penrith side to create a dynasty there and and win premierships or have the chance to win premierships and create that dynasty. But uh, look, it just depends on where he's at in his career and what he's looking at moving forward and in the future and uh, financially as well because he'd have to take a pay cut to stay at Penrith. I don't know. I don't know about the talk about the Roosters. I mean, they seem to be involved with everyone that comes off contract <laughs> um, for some reason. Um, they've lost. Uh, or there was talk that Angus Crichton was leaving to go to rugby. They've lost Suali'i. Um, 
to rugby in I think it's what 2025 I think so yeah. uh, there's a little bit of money there but they always seem to be linked with with somebody um he's yeah. going to be off track but I mean if he went to the Roosters the Roosters are in the game to win premierships so um if he wants to win more premierships well then they're in the business to win premierships so um he would probably go there and probably on a little bit less money than what he's on now. I mean, the Roosters, they've got Luke Keery and um, Sam Walker there at the moment. So um, what do you do there? I mean, Luke may be coming slowly towards his end of his career maybe. Um, I'm not too sure how many years he's got left. Um, he may be a 14 role maybe. Uh, and then Jerome Stark, I don't know, but I don't think he'll go to the Roosters. Yeah, I think a lot of guys would be happy to, if you could pick up a guy like Jerome or someone that's going to compliment your side, that meant you had a bit of a 14 role, so off the bench playing a bit of a utility player, like Luke Keery very well could, um, if that happened. I don't see too many guys are going to complain about that if it's going to complement the fact they want to win competitions too. So there'd be lots of people waiting to see how all the pieces drop. Um, So being a grand final specialist, have a look at some of the, what are some of your special grand final moments over the years? So we just talked about three, three big grand finals. So like the 2003 ones up there for me with Pemriff in the sense Pemriff were, they became the best side on the park that year, but the Roosters side they were playing against were probably iconically up the top. So being one of the best sides for about a four-year period heading up to that. They were in 2000 grand final against the Broncos. Uh, 2001, they weren't in it because that was the Knights for Parramatta. 2002, they were against Warriors and they won. And then they're heading into that one as well. So they'd had good sides. Um what are some of the big moments that you stick out in your mind from any grand finals of things that have happened? Yeah, look, um, so many. I guess, as I mentioned, the 2015 grand final, I was watching it and um, literally jumped out of my chair when Kyle Felt scored that <laughs> try. Uh, just, yeah, I just could not believe what had happened then. And, and then that, Five-minute period after that, that was just – I was on the edge of my seat and couldn't couldn't believe what was happening. Um, look, obviously, a disappointing moment was my first ever grand final uh, – first ever Parramatta Eagles grand final that I went to. It was 2001. Um, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, that was a disappointment uh, of the result, but it still sticks out in the memory. Look, I remember watching the '89 Grand Final on the on the couch, uh, still in my PJs or lounge, you could call it. Uh, it's still in my PJs because back in those days they had all three grades, um, under twenty threes, reserve grade, and and first grade. So I think I think the first Grand Final kicked off about ten o'clock or nine thirty, ten o'clock, and then I think it was midday for the second one, and then uh, three o'clock for the for the main game. Uh, my first ever, uh, I guess you could call it, viewing of rugby league was the 86 grand final. Um, and that's how I ended up supporting Parramatta as well. Um, not because they won, but um, it just coincided that they did win that day. Um, so that's my first vivid memory of, of supporting Parramatta, the 86 grand final. Um, what else have we got? Uh, well, you got your 97 grand final as well, Manly in Newcastle. That was uh, another unbelievable ending as well with uh, Joey Johns going to dummy half and then um, flicking the ball inside to Darren Albert. And he goes under, practically under the post, and, and Newcastle win their first grand final. Um, what about 95 when um, Canterbury beat Manly and Terry Lamb? retired that that was a pretty big game too I thought um it was a tough grand final so and I would have thought Manly might actually be favorites in that grand final but that Canterbury side were pretty good that won that comp that year. Yeah I think Manly were favorites. I think they'd only lost um 
two games or something like that all year, and I think one of them was the grand final. So uh, they they were favourites, and they had a bit of a run for, uh, from there, 95, 96, 97. They only won the one premiership in 96 against the Dragons. Um, but, yeah, that 95 grand final, my memories of that is, is Jimmy Dimmick uh, offload to, I think it was, what, Steve Price, I think, played yeah. for the Bulldogs then. Um, for the first try in the grand final, I think it was. Um, Pricey was, a, I think, a, a late inclusion into the side. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who it was for, but... Uh, late inclusion and yeah, Jim Dimmick, he got I think Clive Churchill medal that day. Yeah, I remember um, one of the St George Grand Final sticks are both of St George Grand Finals 92 93 stick in my mind, but I'm trying to remember which one it was. One of them, Jason Stevens, played and started and had a compound dislocation of his yeah. bum. Yeah, it came off. I... Oh, yeah, what one that was. I think it was ninety three. Yeah, so I remember and that was early in the game. Wrong. Made made a tackle, dislocated his thumb, was compound fracture too, come through the skin, and that to come off with all sorts of problems. I don't remember him going back on, but maybe maybe he did. But that grand final was iconic too because um, Steve Renoff took that ball. And ran off down the field. And Ricky, you could see Ricky Walford chasing him as fast as he could, and he had nothing in the tank to chase him down. And uh, that moment must still haunt, haunt Ricky Walford, who was one of the great wingers of the time too. Uh, very, very good player, and does a lot of stuff in, in Indigenous football programs and that stuff now as well. Yeah, definitely. As does Steve Renoff as well, who scored the try. He. Um... Always loves grand final time. It always gets replayed, that try, um, length of the field job. And I think it was 93 because I don't think Jason Stevens played in another grand final. Um, so I think it was 93 um, yeah. that that happened. And that was in the first minute of the game. And how disappointing for Jason would that have been to have a compound fracture and have to go off? It was it was amazing. <laughs> I, I actually remember watching that. I think I watched that at Emu Plains, I think. Um, at at PJ Gallagher's, I think, and um, remember watching that game. But yeah, look, that that was an iconic grand final, obviously for Brisbane. I think the late great Tina Turner was there as well. Um, and she did the entertainment there with the simply the best song, uh, which was the ad at the time for the rugby league, and I think this year as well. I think I think it's pregame. I think it's pre-game entertainment. I think the Tina Turner show is going to pay tribute to Tina. Um, so a bit, bit uh, iconic that it's 30 years later that uh, they're doing that. So yeah, uh, that'll be great to see. So, yeah. Yeah. Now we've got other grand finals like the – trying to think which one it was. Manly played the Storm. Was that 2000, 2007? And they, they smoked them 40 nil. Cameron Smith was suspended. Um, that's uh, probably one of the worst blowouts I've ever seen. So in the grand 2008. Final. Yeah. So um, unbelievable stuff. 40 nil. So they beat St. George, beat, I forget who it was, 38 nil in the grand final of Roosters, I think it was, Easts. And then that one, 40 nil. So I've never seen a more lopsided grand final like that. And the game was close until. Well, I thought it was competitive, not close, but it was competitive till half time. And then once Manly started to get a roll on with it, the, the storm were crushed. They were completely gone. So, Yeah, that was amazing, that one. As you said, to score 40 points in a grand final and to nil, uh, absolutely amazing. As you said, I think Cameron Smith was um, suspended for that game. He did a, uh, I think it was a chicken wing or something like that on Sam Friday <laughs> in the in the game before uh, against the Broncos. Uh, it was Steve Menzies' last uh, NRL game as well, uh, and he yeah. managed to get a try as well late in the game. He came off the bench, so, um, but yeah, to score forty points in a grand final. Um, I think Michael Robinson got three tries in that game. Um, yeah, that was that was amazing. Forty points in a grand final. When you think that grand finals are going to be close 
Uh, like today's one's going to be. Yeah, when you look at today, realistically, both sides have got points to burn. So I look at both of their games in the lead up, the last two games leading into the major semis games. Um, Penrith beat the Warriors, and then Penrith went through and beat the Storm in pretty easy fashion. Now we saw the Broncos dispatch Newcastle. Sorry, they beat. It was Newcastle. Melbourne. Wasn't it? Nah, Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. So they, be, yeah, Melbourne, they beat Melbourne. Yeah, yeah they, and they they just did that. So they're the first. Not many sides have beaten Melbourne to nil. Melbourne are not the same side they were a couple of years ago. But that that's a big feat to do that because Melbourne have got strike weapons all over the park. So they did that, and then they just won the major preliminary final to get into the grand final as well. So the big problem is they gave up a couple of really soft tries against the Warriors. So looking at what they're going to need to do against the Panthers today, if they defend like they did against the Warriors, against the Panthers, I think the Panthers are going to have, they're going to be able to score those tries. But the problem is how Brisbane going to be able to stop Pamela from getting the roll on and getting momentum on the back of those tries. Because Warriors never capitalised on it and uh, gave up soft tries themselves, which... Just kept on letting Brisbane off the hook. Yeah, so I think we've got the best defensive two teams and the best attacking two teams in the competition playing against each other. So, look, it's going to be interesting. I think Brisbane are going to need to get off to a good start. Um, They're going to probably have to score first and just go off the back of that. But their defence is going to have to be on song. They can't give away soft tries, as you said. They're... The Broncos, their completion rate is a little bit less than the Panthers, so they can't afford to give the Panthers more ball in this game if they're going to win this game. The, I guess the Broncos' defence is pretty solid, uh, has been this year, um, but this is a different different team that they're playing. So they're just going to have to be on their toes and they're just going to have to get the job done if they're going to stop these Panthers. Um as I said, start off good, start off fast. Maybe maybe look at last year's grand final and um, just see that, you know, the Penrith forwards, Moses Leola and James Fisher-Harris sort of got on top of RCG and Junior Paolo and um, laid the foundation for the rest of the team. Um, and the Panthers ended up scoring 20-odd points in the first half, I think it was. So, um so, they need to stop them from doing that tonight if they're going to be any chance of winning this game. Yeah. So there's a lot of good grand finals on today as well. Um, who is the so who's the New South Wales up against? So that's South against which uh, uh, Brisbane Bri- side Bri- is it again? Brisbane Tigers. So they yeah. defeated the Burley Bears a couple weeks ago uh, up at Redcliffe. Yeah. So. How do we think that one's going to go? Like, Because the Brisbane side's classically coming down. I think the last couple of years, like the Pembroke won it last year. But um, generally their sides are pretty competitive. Uh, like we saw when the Walkers were coaching. I forget who they were coaching, but they had the so- Ipswich or whatever. And they, tell, they, they just played aggressive in your face football. So they didn't get into wrestle at all. So what that was doing was letting guys go to the ground, get up and play the ball quicker. But that's what they wanted to do is make them play differently. So um, yeah, how it, do we think um, this is going to go? Yeah, look, it's going to be an interesting game. I think the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they just scraped in after beating the North Sydney Bears last weekend. In the last uh, minute too. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think both games, both of their grand finals were very similar. I think um, the Brisbane Tigers, they had to hold off the Burley Bears in the last minute to stop them from scoring to win the game. So um, very similar there. Look, the, the Brisbane Tigers, I think they're the feeder club for the Melbourne Storm. Um, so there's a few, I think there's a few Melbourne Storm players in there as well. That, that's um, what I was going to say. They've got a few Melbourne Storm. They're the Melbourne Storm feeder club in Brisbane, aren't they? Yeah, so Riley Riley Jacks, I think, is the captain um, of the side. Um, I think Marion Seve is off the bench as well. So 
Um, they've got a couple there. Um, so there's a sprinkling of NRL experience in there. But, look, uh, I guess not watching a lot of Q Cup, uh, watch the grand final, but other than that, not watching a lot of it, um, I'm not... 100% sure how it's going to go. It could be the, uh, well, it is the unknown for me as to how it's going to go. Just by going off the grand final, well, it could be, could be anybody's game. Um, I think uh, with both sides holding on in the last minute and well, South scoring in the last minute and um, the Brisbane holding on in the last minute. So I think seven years ago was the last time a Brisbane, a Queensland side won the Interstate Challenge. So, yeah, uh, it's been a while. Um, so it'll certainly be an interesting clash. Yeah, I do like these games, but because these games to see a lot of people kick on from these games and go and play NRL football, top quality NRL football, and be some of the stars. So, as you say, that's what like Grand Final Day really showcases. It's normally first chance if you're not at all the club games to see the rising stars like. Jason Stevens, when we saw him playing for St George, he hasn't been playing for St George heaps that season, but was coming through, and he's more iconically tied in with Cronulla. But he started off at St George, and there's plenty of guys that have done it over the years, come through lower level grand finals. You see them, don't think much of them, then they come out to be some of the superstars of the game. Yeah, for sure, um, definitely. Uh, these games showcase uh, the best reserve grade teams in in the country, and I guess these days with the NRL, it probably you don't get to see that. I mean, as I said before, in the old days, you used to have all three grades played on the day. Um, obviously, there's more games being played these days, so it's a little bit harder. But um, we've been trying to get all three grades at. at NRL games. Um, obviously, the timings are not so specifically pretty good, but it'd be good to see all three grades at a game uh, on game day. Um, and you're right, you get to see players that you don't get to normally see, and uh, it gives the other clubs an opportunity to see someone who they might not have thought of before, and uh, they may end up playing NRL. Um and, yeah. yeah, it's a good chance for the players to showcase themselves. Yeah. So the next game up that I want to talk about is the NRLW. So this is the one that's that's really got my interest because they've got a really, really strong Newcastle side. Roosters were the hot favourites all season. And they've got the Dark Horses in there, Gold Coast Titans. And I completely jumped on their bandwagon. So I'm <laughs> hoping they get a win. Just so the Titans have never won any level of competition. And I think it'd be great to break that bias with an NRLW premiership today. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's always good to see a, a team who hasn't won a comp before to to win one. Uh, and the Gold Coast Titans have that opportunity today to, to do that in the NRLW. It's going to be tough against the defending premiers who are looking to go back-to-back. Excuse me. Um, they've got... You know, Tamika Upton, the Dallium winner for 2023 in their side. And they've got the Southwell sisters as well. So uh, Jessie Southwell has just been leading this team around all season. She's been kicking goals to win games. And um, she's had an outstanding season as well. And look, the, the Newcastle Knights, they've been there before. They know how to get the job done. It's all going to be up against the, the Gold Coast Titans. Um, I think they'll be excited to be there. Um, and as you said, they beat the Roosters last week. Nobody expected that. So they've got everything to win. Um, obviously, they've got a grand final to lose. But in sort of retrospect, they don't have anything to lose. They've got everything to gain. Um, obviously, they want to win. But... Uh, so they're going in there with a fresh mind and uh, an excited mind. Uh, they've got players that have played Origin and internationals as well, so a little bit of experience in that way. Um, look, they could give this team a bit of a shake. I think last time they played, it was only a four-point game, so they can keep oh, it. Definitely could go either way. Definitely yeah. could go either way. Yeah, I mean... Um, 
yeah, just with um, any any type of football in in grand finals, it's anyone on their day can if they turn up, they can win. So look, I, I tip Newcastle in this one, uh, but yeah, only just. But I wouldn't be too disappointed if Gold Coast get up and win. Yeah, oh yeah, I definitely think there'll be a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon. There'll also be a lot of people jumping on the Knights because they want to support the New South Wales side. And there's there's nothing wrong with fever. And I I just like that we're seeing changing teams at the moment in the NRLW Grand Finals because it's showing the depth of talent is changing. Uh, it's getting distributed around. So this, this is good for the competition. If you had the same two or three sides fighting it out every single year all the time, then we've got a little bit of a problem. So if Yeah, this well, be... the, the Broncos, they ended up winning the first three competitions um, and then the Roosters won one and now it's Newcastle has won one. So um, you're right, it's great to see different teams fighting it out and um, in the grand final and spreading that talent around and definitely with the 10 teams in the competition now that they are being spread out now. So... Um, yeah, no, it's good to see another team in the grand final um, this year with the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, it should be a cracker. Yeah. Then the bit, is they on the 20s or nothing, is there? We're not missing anything here at the moment. No, nah, there's only the three games on, um, on yeah. today, the two that we spoke about and the NRL yeah. grand final. So the big, that a big game, we'll roll through the lineups here. So at 7.30 p.m. tonight, going to see the Panthers put out this side looks like this from one to we'll go right to 19 as well because I'm interested it's who's on the extended bench. Uh, Dylan Edwards, one, got uh, Turavea is in two, he's got Isaac Tago, three, uh, Stephen Crichton, four, Brian Toto, five, Jerome Lua, six, Nathan Cleary, seven, Moses Leota, eight, uh, Mitch Kenny, nine, James Fish Harris, ten. Uh, Scott Sorensen, 11. Liam Martin, 12. Isaiah Yeo, 13. And got Jack Coggett on the bench for 14. Lindsay Smith, 15. Who's a bit of a surprise packet. He's been very good for Pembroke this year. Surprised me a bit. Spencer Lennon, last game for Pembroke before he goes to the Roosters. Luke Garner in 17. And got uh, Tyrone Peachy in 18, which I think is a strategic choice. He's sitting there. So I'll be thinking they're still... Got concerns with injuries. Maybe not even around Jerome Lewis. Maybe there's someone else that's carrying some sort of injury because I thought Tyrone probably got enough experience and done enough maybe to get a bench spot. And 19's Matt Eisenhoof, who will be a forward reserve if something else happens to any of the players. So are you expecting to see any last-minute changes? Nah, I don't think so. I think it'll be 1-17. to 17. Uh on in this game, it's pretty much the full strength side. Uh, in regards to Tyrone, or well, I think he has been there uh, before for the Panthers when you know, obviously, State of Origin came around and he had to fill in there. And obviously, the injury to Jerome Lua, he was there as well. Um, so I don't think there's any surprises in this side in terms of who's who's made it. Um, but you're right, Lindsay Smith, he's had a great year, uh, probably will end up being Penrith's Rookie of the Year. Uh, yep. He was unlucky not to get the, the Dally M Rookie of the Year, but um, it, it would be close to getting the Rookie of the Year. He's had, he's had a great year. Um, yeah, it's just a full-on strong side. I think there's 11, 11 players, I think, in this side that have played in all – or will play in all four grand finals. Um, so that's they massive. That's a massive start. Yeah, yeah. So they do have that massive experience. So um, it's a pretty strong lineup. Yeah. <laughs> so roll through the Broncos now. Got Reese Walsh in one, Jesse Arthur's in two, Katoni Staggs in three, uh, Herbie Farnworth four, Selwyn Cobo five. Ezra Mam in six, uh, Adam Reynolds seven. So that's their that's their strongest back one too. Uh, Tom Flegler eight, Billy Walters yeah. nine, Payne Haas ten, Kurt Capewell eleven, uh, Jordan Ricky twelve, and Pat Carrigan thirteen. Uh, then we got uh, Tyson Smoothie fourteen. Uh, we have got uh, Piakura in fifteen. Brendan Piakura got KB Harrington in sixteen. Uh, 
Keenan uh, Palisea in 17, then got uh, Corey Oates back in 18 and Martin Tapao in 19 there. So I don't think they're going to change anything. I'm not aware of Brisbane having any injuries or anything either. So uh, how big a deal do you think it is for Marty Tapao to be involved with the Broncos, even though he's not in the actual starting lineup today, but be in the squad? So after some of the things he's had go on in his career, unfortunately, in the last year and a bit. Must be good he's been able to turn it around. Yeah, look, he's played a few games this season for the Broncos in first grade. And um, I guess I, I guess it's a little bit like Adam Reynolds, a bit of a new lease of life up in Queensland for him. Uh, I think it's his third or fourth club that he's at now. So uh, he will be wanting to maybe find a, a home up there to maybe finish off his career. He's been around for a while. But... Um, he did have that crazy event against the Dolphins, I think it was, um, with the knee lift that uh, saw him suspended, I think, for three weeks. So, um, look, this will be good for him uh, he's, to be in and around this side. He's obviously got experience and he can uh, obviously coach the or help coach the young Brisbane forwards. Um but yeah, it'll be if you ask him, he'd love being up there. Yeah. So if we look at the Broncos line, we'll look at Broncos first because we know Penrith got strike weapons all over the place. I think for the Broncos to get this grand final, they're going to need to go forward through obviously Tom Flagler. Billy Walters not your normal number nine, just pick up and distribute like Benny Elias or even run. So he'll mix his game up and could potentially play second row two if needed to. But I think the the big ticket stuff is going to come down. Did say the other day, potential Dalia medal winners. If you want to jump on someone, a bit of a smoky, you'd be looking at a Pat Carrigan, Kurt Capewell, maybe like a Katoni Stags, right? So someone that's going to get the job done. And when you look at who they're stacking up against, so that you got Kurt Capewell against Scott Sorensen. Kurt Capewell has been outstanding for Queensland. Every time he's had to lift the bar in the games, he's stepped up. So I'm expecting, and he played for Perrin from the grand final, he's going to be able to step up as well, right? He's going to be up to the task. If Payne Haas goes forward and they got guys going to cause problems in the middle-edge forwards, it'll be someone like him and Pat Carrigan, potentially Jordan Rickey, are going to be the guys that are going to open up the game for the outside backs to get in. Is, is that how you think you're seeing it too at the moment? Yeah, look, uh, there's two big front rowers on each side that are going to have a massive battle, Tom Flegger and Moses Leona and Payne Haas and James Fisher-Harris. So they're there. that's going to be a massive clash between those two. As I said before, Payne Haas and Tom Flegler have got to get over the top of Leona and Fisher-Harris because um, if not, they will and Penrith will end up having lots of space out the back and uh, let the backs do their work. So that's going to be an awesome clash there. We know, as you said, Pat Carrigan, he, he's a 80-minute uh, machine. Uh, he can keep on going up against Isaiah, Isaiah Yo, uh, who we know is another 80-minute machine as well. So that's a great clash there. Um, Kirk Capel playing up against his old club. Uh, he won a premiership with Penrith, so that'll be interesting <laughs> how, how he'll, he'll go up against them. I'm sure he'll want to get one up on, on them. Um, but you said that he steps up. Well, he has. He's played centre for four for Queensland. Um, so he's got the experience there. But I think for Penrith, they'll probably have to watch, obviously, the obvious one is Reese Walsh at the back there with his speed. Um, and when he injects himself into the back line, that's just going to be they, they're going to be on their toes for that one. I'm sure they've got a, a game plan for him. Um, I think Selwyn Cobbo, he can score a try or two. He's been known to score a try or two, so um, he knows how to score tries. And then you've got Adam Reynolds, who just leads the team around with his kicking game. So he can kick long, he can kick short, he can kick high, he can kick low. Um, so he's a, he's a little general of this side. So yeah. um, he'll be wanting to 
perform better than Nathan Cleary, that's for sure. But it's a hard task to do that. Yeah, 100%. So I, I definitely think that the more I look at it, right, it's going to, if Brisbane's going to get someone that's going to change it, the guy that could do it, it'll be Kurt Capel, I think, because he's, he just does it again and again and again and again. State of origin, you put him, he could be playing not flash for club, go to state of origin, steps it up. Big games when needs to do it, steps it up. Did it for Pemriff in the finals and grand final, he just steps up that level. Uh, I would think he would be the equivalent of probably Isaiah. Yeah. So if I was looking for, if you want a favourite for Dalian Medal, I would think it looking at Brisbane side who go outside the box a little bit as Adam Reynolds or Reese Walsh, because I think the game's going to be one in the forwards here, not the backs. Um, the backs might ice it, right? But Brisbane's not going to win if they don't get over the top of Pemmer's forwards. And so I think that would put Kurt Capel nearly as a favourite for Dalian medal winner there on its own. So if you want a bit of an outside shot, look at a Jordan Ricky or Pat Carrigan if you've got five bucks, ten bucks to spare. Uh, Pemriff, I'm, so I'm going to call a bit of a uh, darky here, dark horse okay. of as someone to get something big. So I'm looking at the bench at Jack Cogger. So I think Pemriff are going to have something different if I actually think the person who will win the game will be on the platform of what said the big props to, Leota and James Fisher-Harris. Um, I think James Fisher-Harris has the best chance of a prop ever to win the Dalian medal if, if Pemriff can dominate Brisbane because I think the game will be in the forward still. And uh, the realistic choice for Dalian medal winner out of Pemriff's side will probably be, if Pemriff win, of course, Will be Isaiah Yo, because I think he's gonna. It's gonna be his offloads and his distribution. It's his extra work that he does that opens up the stuff for the outside backs all of the time. So, but that's on the back of what Leota and James Fisher Harris are doing, rolling through the middle of the team. So it lets the fourth tackle option Isaiah Yo hit the line wide and then be distributing the ball. But I still think Isaiah Yo is gonna be the guy. Um, yeah, if need the X factor thing, the X factor thing I think is Jack Cogger. So the okay. game's tight, I think he's gonna pick up some stragglers, and I think he's gonna have a really massive game before he goes back to Newcastle. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how he goes and how Penrith use him because I don't think they'll uh, he'll probably maybe come on for Mitch Kenny, I think. They'll, They'll, uh, they'll interchange, but it just depends on how long uh, Kenny stays on the field for. Um, but you're right, it's handy having him on the bench there as a as a replacement because then you've got Luai, Cleary, and then Cogger as well. And um, with everyone concentrating on Luai and Cleary, as you said, maybe it might be Cogger who breaks open the game. And, um, yeah. Yeah, it just has a massive impact off, off the bench. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how he goes. Um, obviously, Isaiah Yeo is one of the favourites for the Clive Churchill medal. Uh, Nathan Cleary, Dylan Edwards, who won it last year as well. Some people think he might go back-to-back. Back. Um, I'm going to go for Pat Carrigan. Uh, I think he'll he'll get the – I think Brisbane will get the win and I think he'll he'll get the Clive Churchill medal. Yeah, that's a pretty fair call. So I do know, so I'll put another one here so you can bet the shit having those anytime try scores. Stephen Crichton, the money is good for Stephen Crichton to get a try. So he's he's got the ability to do it. I think he'll have a big game before he goes to Canterbury. Um, is his last game for the Panthers. So yeah, I, I'd expect to see a couple of big games from some of the boys out here. I, I don't think anyone, it's going to be another 2015 style grand final. This one, I think, I'll be very surprised, regardless where Penrith win or Broncos win, if it was a blowout, I'd, I'd be astonished. There'd need to be someone get sent off for it to be a blowout, and the send off would need to be a big, big player like a Cleary or Reynolds or some, someone big, one of the props, James Fisher Harris or uh, Payne Haas. I, I just can't see someone getting sent off. Not, not in the modern day. So it's not likely to happen. No, it, it, not in the modern day, I think. I can't remember when the last one was, but I don't 
definitely know that Phil Sigsworth got sent off in the 86 grand final um, for a high tackle on Brett Kenny. Um, I can't remember if there's been any others recently. Uh, there might have been a few sin bins, but um, yeah. look, I, I think Herbie Farnworth will score the first try in the game. I think it'll be a first try, first try for Brisbane. I think Brisbane will win eighteen fourteen. Uh, it's going to be going to be a close game, and uh, as I see, Pat Carrigan for the Clive Churchill Medal. But look, if Brisbane don't stop Penrith forwards, then they won't go on to win the game. So yeah. we've got to try and stop them uh, and not give the backs the space and not give Nathan Cleary space. And they've got a pressure kick on, on his kicks as well. Uh, we've seen in the news lately about Penrith blockers uh, on the fifth tackle. Uh, wonder if that'll come into play by um, first grand final for Adam G as well. So congratulations yeah. to him. He, he's got the... Uh, he's got the whistle. The interesting stat with Adam G. They reckon that Penrith won ninety percent of the games that he's refereed. Yeah, but Penrith have also been winning sort of ninety percent of their games as well. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Brisbane over the last, over the same period haven't had that good a winning record either. So yeah. um, it gets a little bit skewed. So. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't take those stats into play at all. I yeah. just think, yeah, that's um, a bit yeah. a bit far fetched. But um, yeah, so Adam G's in control. So um, look, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But yeah, yeah, yeah it's, I, so I don't know. It's, it's could be a toss of the coin to be honest. But I'll I'll go with Brisbane. Hundred percent. I think if Brisbane win it. They're going to have to do what West Tigers have been able to do to Penrith a couple of times the last couple of years, and that's literally shut them out from scoring. So if you can make Penrith have to do something different, and Brisbane did it against Warriors. They played off the cuff, hit the line, tackle nearly completed, bang, pop and offload. That's going to make Penrith have to change how they defend. Like Penrith are very methodical, textbook, everything. So you make them have to play outside of that, then you're going to get a different outcome in the game. Uh, or just watch Parramatta. Um, they've beaten them four times in the last two years. So watch yeah, I their don't know. game. But... I don't know what happens if Parramatta play Parramatta. Just pack the queue in the rack. But do it against West Tigers too. I just don't understand. It, I, I think you're right there. The offload game really sort of startles Penrith. Um, and we saw Brisbane last week against the Warriors. I think it was 18 to four offload. So if they can get that game happening again, well then. That second phase play will definitely help them with Reese Walsh in the background and anything can happen then. Yeah. So if, if Brisbane win, I think the score is going to be 16-12 because I think they're going to have to literally grind it out. And um, I reckon Kurt Capel will beat Dalian Plarev the match first try. I'll go for Katoni Staggs because I think there'll be big psychological stuff if one of the centre scores because Isaac Tago and Steve Crichton are very good. Uh, if Penrith win, I still think it's going to be close, but I think the score's going to be I think it'll be like 30-26 uh, or 32-26. Um, there's going to be a few more tries in this. And uh, I don't think it'll get blown away at all. I think the score's going to be close. The worst thing that happened the Parramatta last year, Penrith tapped them up a bit and Parramatta got tries back. So a lot of people went, oh, they're really, really good. Parramatta should have done what they were doing the 60th to the 80th minute. They started doing that in the first minute. They might have got the win, right? So because they started off, they did exactly what Brisbane going to do. Offload the ball, hit and spin offload in tackles and they got tries from it. So I, yeah, I could see that working. And uh, if, if Brisbane can do that, I think they have got a serious chance of being successful. Penrith get the Dally M. I'm sorry, if Penrith get the win, I think, yeah, Isaiah yeah, is going to get the Dally M. So. Well, it's going to be a nice hot day here in Sydney. I think it's 36 degrees or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Ground's going to be nice and fast. And um, the Queensland, uh, Brisbane will be thinking they might be playing up at Suncorp. So yeah. the, the groundskeeper. As uh, Adacore has come out and said that uh, this could favour Brisbane because it'll be nice and fast and we'll see some free-flowing footy played tonight. 
There you go. So uh, that that's our hot tip. So you watch. <laughs> we've done this before. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens. Come, come up, come up very short. So all over the place with our tips. So with origin and stuff like that. So we'll see how we go with this one. Uh, later tonight. So, Troy, thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it as always. Always good to have a chat. Yeah. Uh, any anything you want to shout out to both sets of fans? So see if you can get berated by anybody. <laughs> oh look, just enjoy enjoy the day, enjoy the game, and uh, look at um, to the victors go the spoils, and uh, look to the Penrith fans enjoy the game, and if you guys win, well then you get the free peat, and um, the di- dynasty continues, um, and you know how to, you, you guys know how to celebrate. To the Brisbane fans, if you win, well then you'll be the the king of the NRL, and then. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, I was in that position last year with um, Parramatta going up against this Penrith side. So even if you lose, look, you will be disappointed, but uh, it's still a massive achievement to make the grand final. So uh, enjoy the day, enjoy the grand final day. And um, yeah, don't necessarily follow our tips, but uh, if you want to go right ahead and let us know. But uh yeah, it'd be an interesting game and can't wait. What are we now? No, 9.30, so what's that? About three, 10 hours away. So <laughs> yes, the countdown yeah. is on. Yeah. So give a shout out to Broncos fans. Just want to say Brisbane sucks. So <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I hope Penrith win, but if Broncos win, it's good overall for the whole game. Um, <laughs> I think Panthers fans don't peak too early and get on it too early. I've already <laughs> seen a couple of people on the cans, getting interviewed on TV and that stuff, doing hoon, uh, hooning around down at Jamison Park and that. Broncos fans, enjoy the moment because um, they're special. You're not always in the grand finals. No guarantee you're in it. And um, embrace the moment. Enjoy the day. We kick on a barbecue and let's hope there's some good quality football you, get played. And if you're a fan of – if you're not a fan of either team, rugby league's the winner. Yeah, rugby league is the winner. So some really good games on today and uh, – Make sure you catch all all three games so they've got really good football. And uh, shout out, go to Titans. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go Titans for the NRLW. Yeah, no, I might even jump on that bandwagon as well. That's it. All right, Troy, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. No uh, keep on ducking, everyone. This will be going on air later tonight and also going to go on Duckman TV today on YouTube and Facebook. So uh, keep on ducking. Have a fabulous day. And I'll chat to you later on, Troy. Thanks, Duckman.